Hello, and welcome to the Homeschool Sanity Show, your prescription for happier, healthier homeschooling. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. Let's get started. Hey, homeschoolers. Do you have teens or will you soon? When you are homeschooling teenagers, the day they leave your home looms large. Whether they plan to attend college, begin working, or start their own business, you want to give them the best preparation possible. My guest today is going to help us prepare our kids for whatever lies ahead. But first, I want to thank my sponsor, CTC Math. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to a test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy-to-understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. This three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results, and ones who were doing okay before are now doing brilliantly. Now for today's topic, preparing teens for life after homeschooling. My guest today is Carla Marie Williams, prolific author and homeschooling mother of six, whose new book is called Teens Unleashed. You'll want to grab your copy and also give a listen to the excellent interview I did with Carla on unschooling. I'll include the link in the show notes. Now here's Carla. Carla, thank you so much for joining me again on the Homeschool Sanity Show. I am excited to talk with you and to talk about how we can prepare our teens for their futures. Uh, that's something that I have been involved with um, in my own family. I have just two teens still at home, so I still need help with this. Uh, but before we jump into our topic for today, I would love to have you remind my listeners who you are. So tell us about yourself, your family, and um, we'll, we'll get into the homeschooling uh, piece later. But if you could just tell us about you and your family. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me back. I am honored to be on your show again. Um, my name is Carla Marie Williams, and I am a wife of almost 24 years and a mom of six amazing kids, uh, four boys and two girls. They are ranging from 18 down to 11. And so, yes, they are right behind one another. <laughs> and um, I am the uh, president of Bebo Publishing and an author and speaker. And um, 
my desire is to really inspire families to do big things and to uh, learn and enjoy learning alongside their families. Well, you do a great job at that. I follow your social media accounts and I come away inspired and I've been doing this for a very long time. So I think that that speaks highly of you and what you are doing. Uh, for the homeschooling community. So mm -hmm. let's jump in and start talking about homeschooling because I've had you on the podcast before talking about unschooling and I thought it was just a wonderful interview. I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes for this episode so you can be sure to find that and listen to it. But to begin with, can you tell me about how you approached homeschooling? What was your initial approach and then how did that develop over time? Oh, wow. <laughs> it seems like so long ago yet. So, you know, it just depends on the day, whether or not it seems a long time ago or just yesterday. But um, we started homeschooling way back, I believe, ooh, 2008, 2009. And um, we were militant school at home, you know, box checking, work, you know, death by workbook, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was brutal and we did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy it as mom. Um, it was all I knew. I didn't know very, I knew very few people that had done it. And I just did what the only person that I knew was doing. And we hated it. My kids were being tortured. <laughs> <laughs> um, my husband got sick of hearing about our lackluster days. And, uh, and we did that, believe it or not, for three years. Because, you know, I look back on that. And I think that because I never enjoyed the structure or the... Um, the setup of traditional schooling myself mm -hmm. that I assumed that learning wasn't supposed to be enjoyable anyway. <laughs> so when my kids were enjoying me, I thought, Oh, this is normal. <laughs> right. I thought, well, I didn't like it. I didn't supposed to like it anyway. It's, it's a necessary evil. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it wasn't until I started doing a little bit more research and recognizing like, wow, this thing really could be exciting. This could be enjoyable. We could be smiling at the end of the day instead of crying. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, it really could be something so much more than we were, you know, allowing it to be. And I started um, doing my research and reading books and watching videos on unschooling. And some of the things I thought, you know, these people are out of their mind. <laughs> These people have got to have a screw loose to even consider something like this. And then what happened, my aha moment was when we decided to uh, um, adopt three more children. We brought them home. We already hated what we were doing with our oldest three. And so we brought three more children home. And I thought, I am going to be rocking in the corner in a straitjacket if I try to continue <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> this is just not going to work. And so... We stopped because we wanted to kind of mold as a family um, when we brought them home and not just shove information down their throat. And so we just paused for a moment for relationship building. And 
was probably about a six month period. By that fall, I had planned on jumping back into our traditional way of doing things. But before that, we began to see some things that I had read about and seen other people talk about. But, you know, those are the people I thought were crazy. I was noticing my kids teaching themselves things. Mm -hmm. And I was noticing my kids teaching each other things, things that I would have never thought to put on my checklist or things that I would have never thought to expose them to or that they would have never found in our workbooks that we were doing. And I thought to myself like, wow, so this is real. This actually does happen. And so, you know, as my husband and I were home during that time, we started to pay attention and have some discussions and say, you know, let's dive in, let's do this. And I, um, I will say disclaimer that we don't consider ourselves radical unschoolers. Mm -hmm. Um, there are some things that, you know, we just felt as far as our household that we needed to hold on to, like chores for a family of eight mm -hmm. um, <laughs> mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. of that nature. But um, but as far as learning and I must admit, it changed the way that we parent as well, mm. because we found it almost impossible to embrace an unschooling lifestyle, so to speak, with our kids in the learning realm without considering how we were. Um, being very um, authoritarian in other areas that didn't make sense anymore. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it was just a wake up call. So it didn't just change for our kids in their learning environment. It changed us as parents and had us really second guess, you know, the choices we were making and, you know, why we were saying no to things that very easily could have been a yes. Just lots of little things that we found ourselves doing or repeating. Mm -hmm. that we experienced in our own household growing up. Um, so it changed everything for us. It was a complete game changer. So now we've been unschooling for eight years. Wow. And it has been an absolute joy. Doesn't mean every day is roses, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but I cannot imagine doing anything different at this point, having seen how much growth and maturity and, um, things my kids have accomplished as a result of us letting go of some mm -hmm. of the most, you know, things that we thought needed to happen, had to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. that's, that's just excellent. And, um, you know, I really, I like the philosophy that you have about it. I asked you some um, challenging questions, I would say, about unschooling in our first interview. And I thought that you answered them so well. Uh, so if you have, if you have objections to unschooling as a philosophy, you are really going to want to listen to that. But um, once you had teens, um, when your oldest was a teenager, did you wonder if you should revert to a more traditional approach, you know, like, okay, this child needs to take um, English one and algebra one and, you know, that kind of thing. You know, it's funny. We were so far in and so die hard by that point <laughs> mm -hmm. that we, know we, we were so, how can I put, for lack of a better expression, rebellious. <laughs> Again, yeah. The, System, so uh -huh. to speak, um, that that first started, but 
I will say that the beginning of every year, the fall of every year, I have to turn off all of the pages that are not unschooling pages because that that creeps in and you see everybody looking for, you know, panicking and looking for the latest, greatest curriculum that's going to change their child's life forever. And um, I I have to tune all that out. It's not as hard as it used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very easy for me to just, you know, move on by. But um, when she became a teenager, she's 18 now, um, she, I was trying to think, why wasn't I concerned at that point? I think it's because she wrote her first book at 13. Mm-hmm. So, and by the time she was 16, she had written and published four books. Wow. And so I think that I wasn't very nervous with her mm-hmm. because I saw what path that she was on and I saw that she would be able to be successful on that path regardless of what everybody else thought that she needed to be doing. She was Mm -hmm. definitely carving out her own way and she was doing it well. Her brother, who is 14 months younger, um, was already, you know, involved in aviation at that point. And so both of those, they were my two oldest and they, you know, we launched them or graduated them in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were already on a path long Mm -hmm. before they hit the teen years and that path was so defined and they were so focused on doing, you know, doing their best that we were able, we were pretty confident Mm -hmm. at that. All right. So, you know, my, my question for you, Carla is what, because I'm sure other homeschooling moms have asked you this question. What, Mm -hmm. what if I am, unschooling and my teen isn't showing this clear direction and this path and this ambition you know to accomplish something Mm -hmm. what what do you say to those moms i say that your job at any point if you have a kid that is not clear or is not Um, specific on any, you know, one interest, because you might have kids that have several interests and that's fine. Our job as parents is not to, not to pigeonhole them into a career because my oldest two, they're, you know, their direction at any time. Mm -hmm. It's just that they were very specific. Mm -hmm. But if you have a kid that is not specific and they have four or five things that they love doing, they haven't really decided what direction they want to go. You just ride with them. Mm -hmm. When they change, you change. When they develop, you develop. Um, And you continue to be a facilitator of whatever it is that they're into at the time. And I let people know this, that if if you have a kid that doesn't have a specific interest, first of all, all kids do. Every person Uh does. Yeah. we're all created completely unique. And so it's impossible to be alive and not have specific interests, purpose, direction, passion. Mm -hmm. If it is not prominent, it's because they haven't seen it or experienced it yet. All right. And so the job of the parent is exposure. Mm -hmm. Random exposure of as many people, places, cultures, um, 
ideas, careers, industries, books, genres. I mean, as much exposure as you can give your child, um, no matter what age they are, the more likely they're able to say. So, and I know that's been a little hard with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. as far as, you know, field trips and getting that kind of thing. But if you have the internet and you have a library card, that's exposure right there. <laughs> right. Um, you have the ability to expose your kids to all kinds of amazing things and people and industries and things that they've never considered um, looking at and exploring. So I wouldn't be afraid if I have a team that hasn't found their thing yet, we have adults that haven't found their thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't sure. know your thing until you've seen it, you've touched it, you've experienced it. And so um, the kids that end up, you know, with more being exposed to more of a variety of things are more likely to pick up on what makes them tick, the things that they enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be afraid. Um, out of my six kids, I have a couple, we have no idea you know, what direction they're going. Mm -hmm. But whatever their current interest is, is what we we um, we invest in and support at the moment because we know that there's no lesson, no class, no resource that we purchase or invest in that is going to be wasted. It's all a building block and it's all heading somewhere. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like, oh, I spent, you know, three years investing in piano lessons for my child and I... I just assume we were going to be seeing him at the Kennedy Center 20 <laughs> years from now, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now he says that he would much rather create beats digitally. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you know, a pair of panics like, we all of this and we expect, and then we're pigeonholing. Then we're giving them a purpose and let it, instead of acknowledging God's purpose for their life, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we don't want to do anything invest and encourage their current interests, but do not pigeonhole them into anything and continue as much as possible to give them as much exposure to new things and new ideas as possible. It's going to click. Something's going to click. And when it does, you will know and your child will know. Well, that's excellent. Well, okay. So here is uh, my question for you. Let's say you have a child um, who was like me when I was a teenager. We, for some reason, we had a medical encyclopedia in our home. <laughs> I, I don't know where we came across that. Um, but I was fascinated by this. And I initially thought that I wanted to go to medical school um, and become a psychiatrist who is a medical doctor who can prescribe medications and not a talk therapist, which is what I eventually decided to do to go straight into psychology. But so let's say you have a child who's very, very interested in medicine. Would you um, be would you have your child um, focused in on um, doing math work and science work um, that that child would need as preparation for college courses then? This is how we approached it, because similar to that line of work, my son in aviation, math and science were very important. Mm -hmm. um, and so the way that we approached it was that if this is something that you desire to do, 
then you tell us what you want to use, what method, what resources, and what assistance you need from us to help you learn what you need to learn to go on that path. And so that gives them some of their work may look more traditional. However, it's still led by them. Mm-hmm. And so my son, of his own accord, took algebra one, algebra two, and geometry. He took, you know, what, three years of chemistry, two years of physics. And this is an unschooler, but he's so passionate mm-hmm. about the direction that he wants to go and he direction and he dove into it. Mm-hmm. We didn't force him. We didn't say take this. We didn't say, you know, we allowed him to choose his resources, to do it at his own pace and to just absorb the information in a way that he enjoyed versus us, you know, keeping checks and balances on mm-hmm. him. And so a lot of times um, now the flip side of that, that there is accountability. There are times when I ask you, you know, when's the last time that you, you know, you, um, when's, what's the last, you know, chemistry class that you took whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk a lot about that in my book, but um, we try to make it as autonomous as possible. Mm-hmm. Where they're in the driver's seat. This is the thing. College is there, um, is there on their path, and they go to college. There's mom and dad aren't going to be there to motivate them and to force them to do anything. It's going to have to be a. They're going to have to know how to be a self starter. They're going to have to know how to do things, um, and stay on the path that they want to stay on to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And so we try to start that now. If this is really what you want, these are the these are the skills you're going to have to develop. These are the, this is the information that you're going to have to know. Do you want it bad enough to do this? Mm-hmm. And I put it in their court. Okay. And then we support them. We do keep them, you know, like I said, we keep them accountable for the things that they said they wanted to do. Um, we check in with them to see how they're doing. We celebrate with them, you know, as they uh, meet milestones and things of that nature. So I, I've, I've known unschoolers go to college at the same rate, you know, as someone that is a traditional homeschooler or a public schooler or, you know, a private schooler. Excellent. That it's a, yeah, it's just. It's not a either or. It's not oh, uh-huh. okay. If you unschool, you can't go to you can't go to college, or you won't have <laughs> right. what you need to pursue traditional careers. It's just simply it's simply not true. Right. Well, that's that's yeah. just excellent. Um. So, yeah. tell me about the path that I know. I I believe it's your daughter has um really taken, which is not that you know, like science, um, more science focused path, right? Because she, at least, at least, I don't know, maybe this isn't her career uh, path, but I know that she has a business and you have been supporting her in, um, in having her own, is it a business or is it a ministry, Carla? 
Which which daughter? I, well, I know. Wasn't there something where she made like jewelry or something, and you were helping her? Well, that's my that's my youngest daughter. She's fourteen. Oh, okay. And okay. She, she is um, she designs and uh, and sews like handcrafted handbags, accessories, okay. and okay. That's that's what I was thinking of. So. When, when you have a child who is maybe wanting to go more, uh oh, we're having, I apologize for the audio um, issues that we're having. It's sometimes it's like dragging and distorted, but I still think that you can hear uh, the essence yeah. of what we're saying. So we're just going to keep going. Um, okay. But um, what do you do then to support a child who's going to be wanting to take more of an entrepreneurial path in their lives? We start now. Uh-huh. We don't wait. With anything that my children, you know, choose to do, we start as soon as, you know, they find, you know, they decide that they're interested in it. And yes, they can change at any moment. We don't pigeonhole them into that. But um Four entrepreneurial children, and I have several, <laughs> three <laughs> that I know of for sure. Um, we begin to help them recognize the different aspects of business. So, for instance, right before our call today, um, we received a uh, an order, and it was a first official order from an online retailer that she'll be supplying her handbags to. Wow. And so one of the things that we did is I showed her how to create an invoice. I showed her how to um, calculate in her time, her materials and all of those things into her pricing. Um, we work on inventory. So there's a lot of math involved. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> um, we worked on packaging all of those kinds of things and excellence and customer service and so all of those things involved in servicing a customer and providing you know excellent uh products and um, things of that nature so everything that you can think of running a business entails we don't do that for them mm -hmm. My husband and I have been in business for many, many years for ourselves, and we've run other people's businesses. And so we have a lot that we can share with our kids along the way as they're on their journey. But we try to get their hands in there and not do it for them. Mm -hmm. And it includes lots of work and lots of communication and lots of public speaking and all the things um, so that they know how to represent their brand and their products and things of that nature. So it is an education in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm assuming, Carla, just because I have, like, I keep referencing, I see some of the things that you're involved in online. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you have to do some work in researching, like, resources and, you know, what what's required. You know, like, if your son wants to be in aviation, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you did some some work so that you could be of help to him. Is that yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of things, you know, it depends on what your child is interested in. But there I thought it was pretty far fetched to be able to find a program that would let him fly at the age of 12. But we found it. 
Wow. <laughs> and it was right in my community. And so he's 17 years old, about to be a, um, a licensed pilot, but he's been flying since he was 12. And of course, that it it, it takes a lot of boldness mm-hmm. because you have to put yourself out there. You have to ask a lot of questions. You have to let people know what your kid wants to do sometimes in order for someone to say, I know a person or I heard of this program or, you know, those kinds of things. If, if you stay quiet and just try to go with who you know yourself, a lot of times you're going to fall short. So it took a lot of research about the things that my kids want to do. Mm-hmm hoping that somebody somewhere has heard of something that will benefit them in the things that they want to pursue. Right. The way you describe it, it sounds a lot like coaching to me. Like you, you take on more of a coaching role, you know, where you, you, you agree with that? Absolutely. I would say more of coaching than a teacher. Mm -hmm. I find myself doing more coaching and more facilitating you know, an environment and providing of resources than I do actual teaching. The teaching comes down when they run into a situation where they need a body of knowledge they haven't learned. And I pull out maybe a math workbook and say, okay, this is how you would need to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. But most, most of my days are coaching and trying to um, give them hands-on opportunities to exercise the things that they want to do. Instead of just reading it in a book, I want them to do it. The learning being in the doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I know that you have just released the book Teens Unleashed. Now, which number book is this for you? Number six. Number six. <laughs> and in what period of time? Uh, when did you write your first one? Two, two and a half years. Two and a half the years. The first homeschool gone wild. Um, yep, two and a half years. Wow. So September 2018. By the end of this year, I am I'm shooting for 10, but we'll see. Wow. Well, you're, you really model for your kids how to follow your passions and, um, you know, do things that you're interested in, learning, growing. And so I know that that has to have a huge influence on your kids. But tell us more about what we're going to find in the book, Teens Unleashed. Okay, so um, just to back up slightly, with Homeschool Gone Wild that you interviewed me of before, that, um, that was about our journey and how we set up a learning environment in our household. And I was only able to go so far with it because I hadn't, I felt like I hadn't really jumped into the teen years yet. And I promised in the back of that book that a book on unschooling teens was coming, but I was determined to wait until I graduated my first two. I wanted to have hands on real experience before I shared you know, about the teen years. And now I have six teenagers. <laughs> I feel like, okay, I have something I can share now. <laughs> right. So coming forward to Teens Unleashed, um, this book basically shares how, you know, a lot of people think that 
unschooling younger children is cute. It's cute and it's delightful. And you think about, you know, frolicking through a field of lilies and just enjoying life and hugs and kisses. And then when it comes to the teen years, people freak out. They have pup or what people call periodic unschooler panic. And they're like, okay, now we need to order, you know, eight boxes of curriculum and sit down at the table for eight hours a day and, you know, only come up for water and use the bathroom. And I wrote this book to help people see how freeing and how precious those teen years are and how to maximize their kids' learning environment during those years. And some people think that unschooling younger kids is easier. I kind of feel the opposite. Mm -hmm. Because when I was unschooling my younger children, it was chaotic. (laughs) And because nobody was really going in any particular direction, I was just strewing and exposing and doing random activities all day, every day with six kids. And it drove me nuts, but I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Now I won't say it drove me nuts. I take that back, but it, it I was exhausted at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way because it was so random. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and there were so many of them, you know, I was outnumbered. <laughs> so so rich because even if they haven't found their thing thing, you kind of know them mm-hmm. as a person and you kind of know who they are and who they aren't. And it gives you real direction in helping them become their greatest, you know, who God called them to be um, versus just randomly trying to figure things out. And so, um, I have just found that the 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 more focused a kid is during those teen ages on the things that they love and the things that they don't, it's easier to expose them to things that you know that they're going to be, you know, they're really going to enjoy or um, or get their hands, you know, get hands on experiences for them that they wouldn't be able to do when they're younger. Mm hmm. For sure. So um, it's it's been thoroughly enjoyable for me. I mean, I have two that have that have launched, and are making their way in the world, um, and then I have four that at home that are um, almost fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, and almost twelve. And seeing you know who they're becoming, mm-hmm. and uninhibited, and these four have known nothing but unschooling their entire life. Mm. Whereas the older two had had a little mix of things. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in in this book, people will get a view of of how we do it, but not just how we do it, how they can Mm -hmm. and how how they can approach it. Not necessarily a step by step because every family is going to be different. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell your family how to unschool if the dynamics and the interests and the passions are nothing like my family. Right. Right. But I can I can share with you the thought process and how to view, you know, um, certain activities and the ways of thinking that can you where you want to be. Excellent. And so I also share how we keep records. 
Okay. Um, how I kept uh, specific records for all six kids that made it extremely easy to create a very simple transcript. Um, I uh, share how we created the transcript, how we kept the records, how we issued the diploma, how we celebrate. Um, it's just packed full of hmm. all kinds of gems for those that are afraid to let go during those 10 years, whether they are have been unschooling up to this point and they don't know if they should go back to doing something different or if they're just pulling a kid out of school and they want something mm. drastically different, they'd be able to benefit from the book. Fantastic. So what I like to do, Carla, is bring some clarity and sanity to my listeners by giving them a simple step that they can take because if they feel like I do. They're inspired by what you're sharing and they want to take action. And I know that they want to get your book. Um, so, so first of all, just tell us where we can get that book, Teens Unleashed. Teens Unleashed is available in paperback as well as um, ebook form on amazon.com. Fantastic. And I will put links to that in the show notes. So we want people to get your book but then what would you recommend as a first step for them to take to create this kind of learning environment for their teens? The first step that I would suggest is really a mindset because any major change that you take in your life is going to take a mindset shift first because, you know, just jumping into something isn't going to do it for you. It's a mindset shift. And so what I would say would be to, Think about the fact that there is only one of your child on the planet. And if they are indeed that unique, then their learning experience should be just as unique. And if they start there, they can build upon that for each of their individual children where they get the learning experience and the hands-on experience and the exposure to things that help them be who they uniquely are, not a carbon copy of the checklist that you print off online. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, that that's fantastic. And I know that you will continue to inspire my listeners to take this journey with their teens, but I want to make sure that they can connect with you online. How can people find you on social media? Awesome. They can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook under Carla, K-A-R-L-A, and the Sensational Six. So that's Carla and the Sensational Six on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Fantastic. And again, I will include those show notes. Carla, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to share with us. And it's always I, a pleasure. Well, it's, it is for me too. And I just wish you all the best with this new book. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Carla inspires me. If you're not following her on social media, you'll want to do that today. I'll include the links to her books and social media accounts at homeschoolsanity.com slash teen life. Thanks again to CTC Math for sponsoring this episode. Join me next time as I discuss mistakes in homeschooling. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me. Happy, healthy homeschooling.
can be yours. It begins with one small step. Let's continue the conversation on social media. I'm at Psycho with Six. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.